Welcome back. Season two, episode 10 of the Tin Talk Pod. Welcome to the pod, Savannah Shaw, aka All Day Running, aka Sab, aka Upper St. Clair's Finest, three times All American, seven time All ACC, seven time NCAA Academic All American, part of NC State Women's NCAA Cross Country Champ National Championship team, member of Blue Mat Track Club, ex Wolf Packer, and newest member of Tim Man Elite. Welcome. How are we doing? Thank you so much for having me. Are you about it? Are you a member of Blue Mat Track Club, or do you even know what that is? No. <laughs> no. So at NC State, we they gave us these like really corny off-brand, like royal blue Duke, um, oh, I know colored like mats, like and I think some of them still exist. But oh yeah, they existed when I was there. But I got I think I was the first one to get the black ones. Nice. Big transition, much more on brand. They were yoga mats. Yeah. But still, they weren't the foldable couch cushion. Ones, yeah, so, exactly. You know, different. All right, Savannah, take us through just uh, weekly training since you've been to Boulder now for how many days now? Oh, wow. It's probably been about like 10 or 12 days, something okay. like that. I came like on the 2nd of December, so probably around 10 days now. Um, and so I've got my Koros watch, so getting all those splits. So did you pack your car up just from Boulder and then just drive straight here? Or what was it all like? Yeah, we, um, well, I had been anticipating moving since like July. Uh-huh. So I moved into my friend's house. Um, it's Nevada Marino and Mariah Howlett on the Institute team. And oh, no. super loves living with them. Such a fun time. And they had some extra space for me. So all of my boxes that I thought were going to stay there for like two weeks, maybe. I was like, yeah. can I just stay at your house for a week? <laughs> uh Long story short, it didn't happen, um, but I had most of everything packed up, but it was only until recently that we realized that the U-Haul was going to be like $3,000, and my mom was like, I'll I'll buy you a bed instead. That's rough. So I got rid of everything. Um, and same with Katie and Anthony. We both we all arrived with like virtually nothing. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, Anthony had a bed at least, so getting here was just wild. Uh, just like starting <laughs> like Ikea, American furniture warehouse all these places just like going yeah. ham on yeah. like any anything and everything i might need so i was uh as i told you already on a run i was very nostalgic uh seeing your instagram stories of you driving out from raleigh and your route and everything and like i i did the same thing and actually the day before i left for my trip there was this like huge storm in raleigh uh like did you ever get those like crazy thunder like flash storms like just seemingly out of nowhere southern thing you know yeah i guess so and i like had my car parked at dixie and uh a tree came down on my car and like shattered my front uh windshield and literally the day like it was the night and the next morning 7 a.m i was gonna like start my whole trip to boulder and uh i was like freaked out and like as i'm sure you can say too like it's very nerve wracking, you know, like leaving the place that you know and love that you spent all that time there. And uh, it really was one of those things where I'm like, is this some sort of like omen that's telling me like not to go right now? Um, but I'm very glad I doubled down, you know, went straight to uh, get the window like replaced. And uh, actually made it happen. Did you like take a day later than or something like that? I forget. I forget exactly what I did. I think it took like a day overnight. Uh, but the, but the thing that was sucked so bad that I do remember was I didn't want to keep all like my boxes and all my clothes that I had in my like little like sedan, like in the car for the repair side to take it all out and then back in or all that. Pack but, it. 
Yeah, it's absolutely worse. I did leave like a ridiculous amount of stuff in Raleigh uh, that there's, I think my biggest regret is definitely my Letterman jacket. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. My parents took that. They were like, this is coming with us. I hope my mom has it because I know my parents like came to Raleigh at some point and boxed up some of my stuff that I left in Dixie Trail. But uh, that's one that I lose sleep over. Like I saw like the NC State uh girls like post their NCAA like celebration pictures today and like all of them had the letterman jacket on and I was like damn it I know I'm gonna want that like maybe not right now but I still want like to give it to like my daughter or my son yeah, you know exactly. what I mean when they're younger like that'd be pretty cool so it's like all big and everything exactly yeah you know you did leave a lot of stuff in track house <laughs> I remember specifically so to anyone who doesn't know I came on the team right after Sam left basically yeah. like, like I guess like months later um and the amount of like Sam Parsons stuff around track house was certain. <laughs> We'd have all of our parties there. So you'd come in and there's like your name tag and all yeah. the like posters. And it was like ridiculous. I was like, who's this person? I don't really know. Him, yeah, exactly. That was, that was the only way I was going to leave my legacy. It was just leaving my shit all over the house. Pretty uh, much. Yeah. I was very sad to hear that the track house is no longer oh the track. House. I had to go and say goodbye. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. End of an era. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was that, Craig, Craig Ingalls and I, when we first were looking for that house, we literally like went door to door on streets asking if people would sell like their house and the guy. Like rent it or sell guy, it? No, to sell, to sell the house. Oh wow. Um, and we knocked on 17 Dixie and the guy was like, you know, I've actually been thinking about it for years, but I've never had the heart to like put it on. Uh, but you guys seem like great guys, so uh, we can like talk. And, and they're then, wrong. <laughs> and they were absolutely wrong. And then, uh, then the track house uh, was born. But yeah, that is it. So, take us through a week. Uh, okay. This past week of training and call your first full week of training in Colorado. Um, what was the total mileage? Okay, I'm having trouble seeing that, but it was around seventy. Nice. So I did. I have noticed that you run way more than anybody else. Really? In terms of like your cool downs and like when we're going on our easy rides, you'll like keep going. Here's the deal. I've been like doing pretty well, like six days. Okay. But I still want to do 70. Yeah. So. That's tough. And then I don't also don't really like doubles. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) I also really hate doubling. So I'm glad we have that in common. I also do work. So I'm like, I don't. That's not going to take up too much time. And, and by the time work stuff. is done, it's going to be dark out. And it's like, might as well just add a couple, like two, three miles at the end of a run. For sure. What's that going to change? For sure. Compared to like going back and having a shower twice. <laughs> it was funny when I was in Flagstaff, I was particularly on my own. Um, my old coach, um, Lori Hennis, she was still um, uh, training or coaching me, which was, she's such an angel. It was amazing just yeah. to have her training. But I was like, kind of had a little more flexibility with like how much mileage I wanted to do and like exactly what I wanted to do every day. So I was doing like 11 miles a day because yeah. I was like, I don't want to double and I want to get to 70 and I don't want to run a Sunday. Yeah. So have you always taken a day off every week? Yeah. That's when the biggest thing is um, I've been talking to Joan about that and uh, maybe transition to like once every 14 days, mm-hmm. but that's what really did work in college. So I'm kind of like maybe play around with the idea of like doing, yeah, once every 14 days, but I definitely think a day off is good. Also like mentally, it's definitely like a nice mental refresher. Is that is that the bigger reason more than physical that you feel like you need it? Is it more just like a decompressed day mentally? Or? So yeah, I mean, I've had things like kind of, you know, I'll go a little bit more intense. Like in college, we do seven day schedule, Saturday long run. So long run, I'd go like a little bit hard sometimes because yeah. it was like, oh, I have 48 hours. And then this mental checkout and like physical recovery. Um, But definitely the mental side too. Waking up one day and just like not thinking about running. Yeah. It's 
you know, it's good for you. That is nice. That is nice. <laughs> Not always like doable. And I, as I like go to the, like, you know, hopefully get to the next, like, next bigger level, higher level, whatever you want to call it. Like mm-hmm. I'd like to experiment with doing, you know, higher mileage. And what is the most you've ever done in a week? I'm curious now. In uh, six days. What's it like? I hit 75. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, 75 in six days is yep. is up there. It's up there. Yeah, after that, I also, like, things started flaring up, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Also, my um, my workouts in college, we were, I've been told they were very intense. Yeah. Um, not very tempo, just intense. And, you know, good stuff, but definitely, like, very intense work, six days a week, you know, yeah. 11 or so miles a day. Right. Definitely can kind of get to if you're trying to get, like. What was mileage. some of the core workouts that you guys would do at NC State, like, that you can remember that was kind of, like, a consistent, like, staple, like, IMKs, I know, is something that we Oh, definitely Ks. Um, we got into some, like, doing quite a bit of 1,200 repeats. I mean, the coaches stuff, they get pretty creative. We do some, like, six, four, twos, like, cut downs. The track works. Track workouts are definitely creative. The cross country ones are pretty standard. A lot of tempos, a lot of six mile tempos, a lot of K's on the field. Oh, we love the fields. <laughs> uh, when I first got back from um, my break in August, I was in Raleigh, being trained by Lori, still coming to practice a good bit. And she, it was like literally like a week back into training, or two weeks maybe, or something like that. And she's like, "Maybe you should just jump in for a cross country workout." And I was like. <laughs> oh no you're done with and that's history. that's kind of like you're i did done. a couple and i was like oh no not this again also yeah. like with all these women who are like incredibly fit at this yeah. point and like ready to like rip a cross-country seat yeah. i was like oh no <laughs> definitely got my ass handed to me a little bit yeah. uh, and i was like yeah, it's fine it's fine you know you guys are doing great yeah exactly go pack there you go <laughs> so fit. little little team rec- uh camaraderie to get their oh, confidence yeah. up before like, <laughs> before yeah, shipping you know, out you know get out there <laughs> but okay here we go so a week of training uh, on December 7th, which is a week ago, I did 10 miles. I did some strides, a little cool down to about like 10 and a half miles. The next day we had a workout. This is at Davidson Mesa. And we did a three mile warm up, seven mile workout. We were doing, what was it, like five by mile and then some hills, something like that, um, which was fun. And then a two mile cool down. Well, I was running for the mile repeats. So we were starting at like 5.40 and then we did one, the like fourth one we did at like 5.20 and then uh, Joan kind of like stopped us and we had definitely kind of taken off on that one um, and we were like, you know, feeling it a little yeah. bit. I just got to altitude too, so it was like, yeah. you know, going to feel it a little bit. What did you think of Davis Mesa? Oh, I liked it a lot. You know, they had a little bit of an incline there, but it was it's nice. Sneaky. It's like, it's like very sneaky hard, I would say. Oh, yeah. I think that like, I think bit. most people like run there and then all of a sudden you realize like, when you get on a track, you could have been running like 10 seconds faster just with the, like the song. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and like just like the turns and this and that, the <laughs> other going around the dogs. Yeah, exactly. All those things. <laughs> um, but it was it was good. I mean, I definitely followed it a little bit, not like 521 or like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, John uh, tasked us with running at, because we were all kind of, I mean, especially me and uh, Tegan, my friend, was joining us that day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, just got here. Katie been has been a flag staff for a while. So she was like, you know, kind of ready to go and yeah. uh, just ripped an amazing 5K. So yeah. maybe she was less higher, but she, she looked at all three of us and she was like, okay, let's do the, I want you to run a six minute mile mm-hmm. and not look at your watch. So that's what we did. We got to, we did 558. So it's pretty close. Damn. And it was like, she's like, you got to, you need to be talking. Yeah. That's what I was going to feel. And so we were like, the whole time you're like betting on what, how fast it was going to be. And yeah. <laughs> it was great. And then we did some hills and 
just super fun um great place beautiful too yeah so work out on the books yeah first work on the books <laughs> Um, I did do a solo workout before Katie got here. That's right. That's um, but um, first, like, real, I guess, workout. Because yeah. that one, she was like, you just moved. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to yeah, be going real nice. slow and hanging out, basically. Sure. Um, and then the next day, which I guess was Saturday, did an eight-mile run, just, like, easy run. And then did a long run at... What? Lagerman Reservoir. There we go. Yeah. 13 miles. Good stuff. Is 13 your typical long run? Typically, 13 to 14. I did do 15 two weeks ago for the first time ever, too. So, experimenting. Um, and then took a day off on Monday. Uh, and then on Tuesday, I did eight miles and an extra mile of, I think, I think some strides and a cool down. And then we get to today, which is we did three miles warm up. Um, and then about eight miles of a workout with a three-mile cooldown. And our, that was, um, we did six by, or five by 2K at like threshold-ish pace. And then three by 300 and three by 200. So some good work for sure. Yeah. It's yeah, a longer session. Yeah. How, like, so with those two workouts, like, is that pretty similar to NC State or what would you say? I feel like we did some... I mean, they're pretty, like, standard workouts. Yeah, no, I feel like there's just, like, slight differences. I feel like the Davidson Mesa workout last week was pretty... We would do mile repeats all the time. I mean, mile repeats are kind of, like, everywhere, anywhere. Um, But definitely doing a little bit longer stuff. Like, I mean, Joan had a conversation when I joined of, like, I do typically do a lot more, like, VO2 max, short, just, like, grind work but it's not very yeah. not like necessarily super super long mm-hmm. um like occasionally we do like our six or eight mile tempo um she was like i'd like to kind of like drag out the workouts a little bit more get more in there slow mm-hmm. it, slow it down a little bit yeah um so that was kind of the aim there so this was one of the first days where i was doing like you know it you i wanted to finish those two k's not feeling like you're done yeah like right? you could have done another one yeah exactly yeah. and like um you know, still feeling fresh, those 300s and 200s. So, yeah. um, and I, I mean, I really enjoyed my training at NC State too. And it definitely like challenged me at times. And there's times where we would actually like be more chill, but I feel like it was like the atmosphere of everyone's like, you know, we were, we were always trying to like hit this next time and stuff. And sometimes the workout, that's like a lot, right? For sure. So yeah, it's a little bit different. Well, I guess there's like, it's, it's, I was going to ask this later, but it's too good of a segue after what you were just talking about. Like, can you take me into the dynamic of, you know, the NC State women's team in terms of like, what was it like in the buildup to, you know, winning those national titles and cross? And, you know, like, I know there's a lot of drama that comes with it, you know, highs and lows and everything that gets thrown you guys way. Um, what was the team culture like, you know, you know, just give us an, give us like an inside kind of, sure. yeah, look at it. Well, I'll just take it back a little bit. So I joined in 2018. And when I went just signed for NC State at the time, I think we had the best the team had gotten was like maybe fourth, mm-hmm. um, but mainly been, you know, maybe top 10 finishes. And yeah. I remember I had some people, because um, I was looking at Colorado, they're like, oh, I mean, I think, you know, I don't really know why you're going to NC State. But to me, it was very clear. I mean, I just really bonded with Lori and the women and I loved their positivity and their work ethic and no shade to any other school I looked at. I was just like kind of drawn by them. No shade. A lot of shade. Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Go pack. Go pack. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and like certainly no regrets. I got there and was like, I just love these people. And th- that was something that I think everyone had. And that's something that has, you know, I, I think 
has gone till today in terms of the team culture of like, you know, you're not going to always agree with somebody. You're not going to be best friends with everybody on the women's team. But like we are like together and we're going to like be friends enough with all of this. And it wasn't hard for a lot of people, but it is funny how different some of my teammates were through over, over the years. Mm. Um, and it was cool how like people could bond even despite all of that. So and then when I first come to, came to college, um, it was very clear to me from the beginning that the goal was to win a national title. You know, we went into that year and it's like, um, and that year, by the way, we got 13th. So not close to a <laughs> national title. Closer, um, closer than I ever got in college. So <laughs> you got that going. Uh, so that, that, excuse me, that cross country year, I got 200 and something. Yeah. So it was. It's, and Sibley cross country can be an incredibly humbling experience early on. Like, I oh feel like most gosh. people uh, like tank in the 200s, like pretty bad. So mm, I was, I felt so lucky, like coming in as early as I did because I was seen as like you know I, I made the top seven and mm -hmm. if I had ran what I ran when I was a freshman any other year I wouldn't have made the top seven so I got all these really exciting experiences running at nationals all stuff and you know screwing up at nationals and like having <laughs> an experience and being like okay yeah. well now next time we know what to do um but anyway anywho um the first meeting we had at the beginning of the year 2018 it's like we're gonna do whatever we can to give ourselves the opportunity to win nationals and yeah. maybe that's not gonna be the case but we're gonna try like to put ourselves in that position um and work together and like be teammates and there was also a shift in the culture where we actually do want to be friends and we want to like spend time with each other too and invest in that um and just like the team and over time I think especially like when I think about Caitlin and Kelsey coming in and um Hannah um and just a lot of people who were so committed to like really spending time with their teammates so that when you line up next to them and not and like also another part of it was like we're not going to be racing during workouts you're not going to be trying no, to, i was like, going to ask that was it intense yeah. like those workouts but it wasn't intense i mean like, they were intense because people were trying to push themselves but it was also like this era or or i guess yeah, like yeah. we want to do better together and so if someone kind of took off the last rep it was never personal it was like mm -hmm. and then most of the time you wanted to like stick with everybody and everyone go together so like that was the vibe. We actually had this like hand signal where it was like, you need to come with me. Yeah. And so was the hand it was, it looks like this. You like go behind your back yeah. and you like go like that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so that was the whole thing is like, we all want to do, you know, the workouts are intense, but we want everyone to be finishing them and everyone to be up there too. Yeah. So having that energy too, and you get on a starting line with people and that starts becoming a dominant energy. It's like, you get on a certain line, starting line with all your friends. They're your friends, first of all. Totally. And then they actually care about you, want you to race well, are not here to like beat you, you know? So if you see them in a race, it's like, this is my ally. This is like my person. Um, and that was just like, I think what really just pushed things up. And um, the next year we got, oh my gosh, we got fifth, um, second, and then we finally won. And uh, it was just a, like a lot of like really hard work and a lot of just becoming very close so and then you know Lori's at the center of all of that too and um trying to like quell you know uh, any kind of drama and like yeah. <laughs> keep the team happy and you know I think that was a big motivation for us too is like we want to be friends but also like we're going to do well if we're actually like getting along too for it's sure. going to be like a better situation for everybody so um I'm trying to think what else but and then we just started doing well and that of course like brings so much like excitement to it right, right? And then and also expectation though. Oh, absolutely. And like, it's like I can't imagine what it felt what it felt like to then all of a sudden win and then the expectation of the next year to be even better. Absolutely. And there's also so many like not only in the cross but like in track we had 
in 2022, we had five people make outdoor, the outdoor national five. That's right. I remember that. And um, so many events like that where I think like I can speak for many people here or, you know, that I knew in college that like after all those things were happening, like when you weren't at that level, it was like personally very challenging because it's like you get to this level where you're yeah part of this team that like is winning and like sending a bunch of people to track nationals in mm. indoor and outdoor and it's like if you know you can be there when you're not there you know you're going through something personally or you're like going through injury or whatever it's like it's very challenging because you can see yourself at these like high peaks yeah um and you know a lot of college athletes can th- you know a lot of athletes in general like you get to a certain place and you're like wow i can do that and then when you're not there for a certain period of time it's like what am i doing wrong mm. right so yeah yeah that's really time. that's really interesting kind of that how how amazing it is to be a part of such a high caliber team with national champions you know and you know all americans just left and right um and i did always just look at that as and as it is just a huge positive but i guess like there it can be just this huge amount of like daunting you know energy that also can be created through that is all of a sudden it's like oh this is expectation that i also have to do and i have to like put on myself for that you know like um did you how much did you deal with like uh and maybe still do like deal with like your expectations in the sport i mean i think that's definitely one of like the most challenging parts of college is like kind of dealing with your own mediocrity at times yeah like you're that's a good way to put it it's just like there's you have these highs and you want to be there and you want to set those goals right but there's going to be times where like your body or like mentally you're just not there right and it's like it's so hard dealing with that i actually had one of my like most challenging times of college was actually this past spring mm. i had come i was out for like five months tendonitis it was literally shin splints it was so lame yeah. like, it was so lame um and then came back indoor I went better than I expected I was able to run for a DMR national like it was super exciting mm-hmm. but I still just like wasn't back to like my normal shape and like totally. taking that kind of time off I never had in college and um I didn't really get injured much yay um <laughs> and so it was just an experience for me coming back after taking so much time off and I didn't really feel like I got my fitness for like six months and then I was trying to finish out my last season with this like this team that I loved so much and had such great experiences with and frolly relays and we had ACs at home and I was just like I want to do so well not like just because of myself but like almost as like a gratitude to this like place and this program and not only was I just not there physically really but like it just it just kind of got in my head I was like not only do I want to like you know, had this like last big like hurrah of like you know, hear me at NC State, like oh my god, all that yeah. stuff, yeah. right? Your last bit, yeah. like oh, I don't want to place high at nationals, mm. all this stuff. But like, I was also like, oh, I really want to continue running after college, and I've just been injured for so long, yeah. and like I have you know good marks in the past, but I want to like make a statement and like give myself you know opportunities and you know financial security like all those things running through your head and like especially the money you're like oh my gosh so many things it's like if I run this maybe blah 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 just so many like things and I tried so hard to like kind of get it out of my head but I just like couldn't and frankly like yeah those couple races were just trash like I dropped out of a 1500 meters no way that's crazy and I I had a couple good ones in there it's like a couple highlights I guess but um and then I just missed making nationals and that was just like the like 
end of the rope for me. I was like, I had made, I had gotten good at making nationals, like getting in those gritty outdoor national regional races and yeah. like doing it. And so I felt confident. I was like, okay, I know how to do this and yeah. just fell apart. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my gosh. And then frankly, as soon as funny enough, I remember like Lori coming up to me on that bus and she's like, you know, you can do whatever you want. Like I'll be here to like help you with all that, which is crazy. Cause I was like, technically off the team at that point as soon as yeah. i stepped up that line you know I don't, i'm not going to nationals and um i can't imagine it was crazy and you were it was like, just so that. sad i was just yeah. with all and I, like i had one of like mariah who was like one of my best friends from college yeah. she had made the 10k and i was just like so excited for her like long time coming and then but for me i was just like okay that's it like my entire family had booked tickets to go to austin all this stuff it was just like oh you're kidding and then yeah Frankly, it was it was kind of quite quite a turnaround where I was like, okay, now I just get to do whatever I want. Like I can race the races I want, um, and I picked all these races that I was really excited about. Um, and then it just kind of turned around, and I like the weekend of nationals. Um, I mean, it was too expensive for me to go to Austin, but I ended up going to D.C. with my friends and had like great weekend. Kind of was like, okay, you you know, kind of get back to it. And it's a challenge, but doing things like more for myself, I guess, was one of the answers though it's just like hard dealing with yeah dealing with your own mediocrity it's totally. gonna happen yeah. like it just is what it oh, is totally i felt i was so like this past season like my past outdoor season um i totally felt like yeah that dealing with your own mediocrity is such a such a great way to put it than i could ever put in words just because like that's where that is where i felt like so stuck where it's like i was doing it i was running these races that were good enough you know what i mean but they they were still mediocre to me yes. and and it, and it doesn't matter um what it might look like from the outside but it could still but if as long as it's mediocre for you you'll never be satisfied with it the amount of people like that'll tell you like oh but you did this sure that yeah. it's like yeah uh, it's almost yeah. like feels worse you're yeah. like oh, <laughs> trying to make me feel better like yeah I have these like goals and expectations sure. for myself and, and during sure. that time period and like I just I just resonated with everything you said so much whereas like during that time period of um dealing with my own mediocrity uh is when I allowed like all of the expectations of like what I wanted to be and the runner I wanted to be uh and the times I wanted to be running and being more competitive at the end of races um take over the, the fun of the sport right. like I totally let it, it consume me it out that um that I learned so much during that time period to the point where I'm like man if I ever get that toxic with my own self ever again where I have to do this and you know like making this and qualify for that and running this certain way is the only way I can enjoy this sport like I'm just gonna quit like I like I got to that point um mm. where where were you in terms of like dealing with those lows um I mean, it sounds like you reverted to, you know, getting away from it with going to the DC trip and everything, yeah. but like during those lows of like dropping out of the 1500 and those things, like, what were you telling yourself to keep, keep going? Was it stubbornness or like, what? I mean, for a while there during the spring track season, it was like, well, I have ACCs, well, I have regionals and it's like, you could Just get your shit. Yeah. You now. can get your shit together for this. And like, I kept going back to like, okay, you were injured. Sometimes it takes a minute, but I kept saying that. And it's just like, over time, that's pretty demoralizing to be like, oh, it's, you just need another race. Oh, you just need another one. Oh, that was really bad. Just one more. And like at that point, like lining up at regionals, it was kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like yeah. I can like pump myself up as much as I want, but like you just have so much negativity internally mm -hmm. and externally. Like I can't look at 
the past races I've done and been like, oh, I've done that. Or I've done something recent where I can mm -hmm. say like, oh, I can definitely run a certain time or something like that. Going into one of those like high pressure situations. It's like, what do you do with that? And it, it really like I had to be forced to do. I ran a bunch of 1500s, actually, which wasn't like my main event or any, mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I mainly do 5Ks um, in the summer. And it forced me to like get rid of all the expectations and, and just like pick an event, pick a situation where like I don't really have like high expectations for myself. Like, I, I want to do well, and I think yeah. I can do well, but it's, like, I don't even know where I am right now. Like, I'm just going to do something that I know, like, if it goes bad or go, goes well or poorly, like, I'm just going to do it, right? And I'm going to go to – I always I picked a bunch of fun locations, too. I went, I went to see my parents, the Jersey Shore, went to Portland, went to L.A. It was all just, like, get out there, enjoy, like, the fact that you get – like, you have good enough PRs and all this stuff that you get to be in these elite set and just enjoy that. And like yeah. see what you can do and just like have fun with it. Um, so breaking the script, it sounds like, is kind of basically like like what I was doing was just not working, like truly not working and trying to find like other like fun aspects of the sport in ways that I could. I mean, it's hard, though, like especially when you think about cause at the time, my goal, frankly, for like most of that year was like, I want to run U.S. nationals in the summer. Yeah, I want to run, of course, NCAAs. But and that was like in the back of that's my pretty mind. sweet that you had that in the back of your mind like that's something i never thought about or dreamed about in college <laughs> but that goes back to like probably most of the girls on the state team were had um, that baby they the forced i mean like that like i have to say like training with ellie when i was younger and then having caitlin and a bunch of other people who had high expectations for themselves and then you know there was a period of time where i had like pretty bad imposter syndrome because Lori at one point just put me in workouts with them and I was like, Kelsey and Caitlin and Ellie. That was like yeah. the group that she like put me with, yeah. and then Hannah too. And I was like, heavy hitters. Yeah. okay. And then I wasn't doing so bad. Right. And I was doing all right. And um, it was just this whole period of being like, wait, no, you can be there and you're here for a reason. And, you know, I'm really grateful she like believed in me in that way because. And you are, you know, and that's the so exciting thing is like, Hannah's running professionally now, Ellie's yeah. running professionally, you know, now you are. And I have no doubt, like, I mean, Caitlin, I guess now yes, yeah. full, full, full time. Absolutely. Um, and if Kelsey wants to run professionally, I'm sure she can, she can once she recovers from her injury. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's come full circle. I, I kind of got myself out of it and um, kind of realized like, oh, you should go after these things. And, you know, frankly, let's be honest, when you have good races and you have PRs that like support that idea, then all of a sudden you are thinking Absolutely. about it. But um, it takes like I had to believe in myself first before I could ever run those times. And yeah. it came going in those practices and being like, you can hang with these people and you can do these things. And it just kind of like broadened my whole horizons. But I mean, going back to, I guess, this year, I had indoor or U.S. nationals in the back of my head. And um, it's crazy because I actually made U.S. nationals and uh, it was in the 1500 meter. <laughs> and it was so funny. It was such like a like such a special full circle moment yeah. to be like, because I just like forced myself out of this like I'm gonna run a really fast 5k and I'm gonna like you know run in the teens and like I literally had so many 5k races that semester where I was like I'm gonna go out at 5:20 pace and I'm gonna hold it and then I'm gonna kick and then I'm gonna run 5:15 and that was what was on my head <laughs> and it was just like it was madness it was just yeah. like I, I was just crazy like and I Lori so many times like you gotta stop doing that and I was like but I have to and it was like, <laughs> just, like silliness right yeah. like what, what was I doing um and then I made it in like the most like you know the way I would have never expected and um 
you know, so grateful that that's how my summer turned out, but it was just like letting go. Mm. It's crazy. It's like you have to just like let go of all those outcomes, Mm -hmm. which is so hard to do. Yeah, totally. And then like, you know, hearing you, I'm just telling myself now the same thing where it's like, I know that if I um, just give myself like just the one track minded focus of like Olympics or bust, you know, like my probability of actually making it will probably go down or yeah is like (laughs) gonna gonna be so much worse if that's the only thing I'm like fixated on and it's the only thing I can think about you know um like you said but I do know hard for sure for sure and it is figuring out that relationship with your goals and your dreams and how to approach them in a positive you know way that you know you can have fun and you can enjoy the process which um unfortunately it does not happen uh the way you want it to you. Please, please please like it's honestly kind of sad but i uh i went to the last Olympic trials mm-hmm. i didn't race i watched it because i had a couple friends and uh there too yeah just well, watching yeah intern at adidas <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome um but it's actually where i met drew for the first time really that's how the whole like story starts actually. i need to like learn more about the uh <laughs> the origin stories yeah <laughs> please you tell your story first so okay, i can okay. do mine quick um so basically i was watching and so exciting truly like very inspiring to me and just like so cool to see in person also you know being in hayward is always a special time right one of the things that me and many of my friends took away from it was just frankly how depressing it was seeing the sheer number of people that were just devastated by yeah. making it yeah. um and this didn't, like a lot of the college kids were just having fun with it so any college totally. students you're like yeah. they're there they're just having a good yeah. time they could have sucked there. they're just like yeah. yay uh, <laughs> and they may have done well a lot of them did so well like it was so cool to see but like seeing so many people who had really invested time in the sport especially if they're professional um just see mad of people who were just completely devastated yeah. um and of course like that is a worthy goal it's like to make the olympics or make a world team and like you know going after that of course you're going to be heartbroken but it truly like really got in my head of like i you know i hadn't kind of any really thought this way anyways but i was like there has to be other ways of success than this because that is scary and sad like if my whole career of running just in general it goes up to do you make an olympic team or do you make a world team like that's like a crazy amount of pressure and also it leaves no room for some of like the other successes that you've had you know what I mean and like I've had so many things that I consider success in so many like weird moments um I ran like world cross when uh for like U20 and I just didn't think I was a cross-country runner and um just some of like the really cool races I've been in or really cool experiences like um, Sounds like we've got to hop in U.S. Cross with Katie. Oh no, not a 10k. <laughs> this is this, this is a, this is a 6k. Yeah. maybe next year. <laughs> but you know, and not just not just World Cross, but so many other events that like I consider like very successful and I really enjoyed. And I was like, I don't. I actually made a list as soon as I left college of like yeah. things that I consider success um, within running. Um, and some of them were like really small. Some of them were big. Some of them were like, I want to break 15 in the 5k one day. And then some of them are small, um, like I want to run a decent time in the 800 because it's not good yeah. right now or, or other things. And then some oh, of them are totally. like completely I mean, not like I, goal oriented. I, I try to tell that to as many like young runners then, and even to myself now where it's like you you have to continue to work on like everything and not be fixated on like you're a miler or a 5K runner or a 10K runner. You know, like everything is going to make you better. And like the best runners are doing everything, you know, like 
Josh Kerr ran a half marathon in the fall before he won gold. You know, it's like you're hearing more and more stories like that. So and that's so fun go out too. And do your 800. Like how how fun is it to like do an event that you are not that good at? Yeah. Like like the pressure just kind of evaporates and you'll be a better runner for it whether you go lactic you know (laughs) 600 in or whatever whether you run a you know a 69 or a a 60 and then a 70 or you know like some people wouldn't know (laughs) wouldn't know about that um but yeah uh yeah so real quick so basically i was interning at adidas um and we stayed at the sigma chi fraternity house that's like the adidas hospitality that they do every single year they like rent out this whole frat house and uh, I was actually interning for tennis. Uh, shout out uh, to this tennis department for hiring me. Um, <laughs> and I basically convinced my boss to like let me go to the Olympic trials because I would be testing out these Adidas flip-flops for one of his like friends in another Adidas department. But that was my in. I was going to do all these wow. consumer, like I was going to get like all the Adidas runners to wear different type of like slides that they were testing out (laughs) and then write this whole report on like feedback and everything but anyway like drew came in and uh i knew who he was like from watching him in high school racing and like the story that i like to tell uh is like he just had finished up all this media interview like he had literally just signed that day um or at least like took the shiny picture like i'm sure he had signed like months before Um, and he, I remember I was like hung over on the couch. Um, I didn't do any of my sandals work. Like I just was there to drink around professional runners after the races, you know? (laughs) Good time. Let's be honest. Um, And I remember Drew like looking over at Joan and Mark and being like, I like, I like have to go run, you know, like, uh, and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, all right. Like, hey, man, like, I still need to run today, too, because, like, I'm going into my fifth year, you know, and, like, I hadn't done anything for running that week. Mm, um, and then, like, the sports marketing people who now take care of me were like, oh, yeah, 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 this is, uh, this is, uh, Sam, you know, <laughs> like, he'll, he'll go run with you, like, yeah, it'll be great, like, go take, take Drew out on the trail, and then Drew and I just went out on the trail, and, like, we talked, and we got to know each other. We didn't talk about running or Adidas or anything, you know, we just That's talked about conversations. Like, you know. Um, I tried really hard, you know, to just like talk to him about like his relationship and like other stuff, you know, just for yeah. fun, uh, just to try to get him out of like this whole crazy headspace of signing this big Adidas contract and having just the world of expectation on his back yeah, all of a sudden. Um, but, uh, we kept in touch and then, uh, just like snapchatting in college and you know i would just send in my mass snapchats like i'd send everyone in college like when i was stupidly at a tailgate on every saturday or doing whatever um i shouldn't have been doing and he just would eat it up um and we became close friends through that and then i went to europe and we bumped into each other and drew jokingly said um to me and once again i was in europe to once again do the same thing was to like drink and have fun around like whoever i could um, and I went to some races in Belgium because Graham Crawford and Andrew Colley, some of like um, my teammates at NC State were racing professionally. And I was like, oh, I'll jump on a train and support them. And after the races and Drew was there, uh, told me he was like, yeah, dude, you should you should come out to Boulder and like train with me. It would be sweet. You know, And he was like totally kidding. Like I didn't run it. I, I didn't run for like three months at this point. You know, this was like 
months after graduating the 10k and i just left straight from eugene with a backpack you know uh mm. putting the sport of running behind me um or so i thought and uh and at the time like i didn't give myself a chance to like run professionally you know mm. like i thought like i was just like a a party a college party boy like i wasn't like cut out for like the work ethic that professional running took um but drew saying that to me um and like giving me that olive branch to be like no you should come out to boulder even though it was probably just a joke and he thought i would never actually do it and like pack my bags like you did and like just take a chance like and i came out here with like uh like a couple months on an airbnb until christmas and that was it like i had no expectation for anything and uh we ended up all clicking and wanting to do something more and actually build something. And that's kind of the origin story of it, um, of like what Tim Annalee is now. But, um, I guess like my segue then into that story, um, is like, could you just shed some light on like, um, like your transition to Tim Annalee right now? Like, I know it was like pretty stressful at times, um and like waiting and all that you know like as much as you like are willing to share yeah sure sure uh so i met mark and joan at indoor nationals when i ran the dmr this past year and i you know Lori was telling me and i was like well it's a men's team yeah <laughs> um but i was like thinking about colorado and i was like actually funny a little side story my high school coach is like very friendly with Joan and I'd heard so many good things. Shout out Doug. Her. I know Doug. Doug. He's Doug. I, I hope you want he listens to this. Coach, <laughs> Coach Doug Patrick. He's I mean, he inspired me so much into like positive, like, you know, ha- work hard, have fun. And I think like every coach I've found after him, with it whether it be Lori or Joan, that's also been their kind of like mantra. Oh, um and like truly has like done so much for me in the sport because I don't know that that was just such a healthy thing for me in so many ways. Anywho, so I was like, okay, sure. I love Colorado. My my brother lives here. He goes to Colorado School of Mines. Shout out Alex. He he's a runner too. And um, I was just like, I love Colorado. Okay, let me go talk to them. And I and the expectations were low. I'm like a men's team mainly. Yeah. <laughs> so you know here here we go. Um, and then it was just like almost like I feel like five minutes of the conversation. I was like, oh wow. I was just impressed. Um, by talking to both of them and. Um, the way that they approach things and kind of just like positive, down to earth, like, you know, but very ca- kind too, very caring. I was like, I feel like by the time I left college, I felt like Lori was like kind of like, you know, she's my coach, but she's almost like this like like mother figure too of like totally. helping me through so many other things. I mean, like my personal stuff too. Like, um, you know, she was just like very helpful. And I was like, I felt like I met both of them and I was like, wow, these people, I feel like they'll actually be there for me if I was mm-hmm. to go professionally. It wasn't, it wouldn't just be like, oh, did you PR this, you know, do this this year or that, or like just something running wise, like actually care about you as like a person, which I think is so vital in coaching. Like, you know, you don't even have to like, you know, know all the deep shit about your athlete, but just like care about them as a person and want the best for them in life too. Like yeah. that's huge. I've, I've said sure. a lot of people who haven't had that experience, I've had that experience and like, having coaches just be excited for you in life, whether even if it's not running, um, that's big. So um, I was just really drawn in by that. And then, you know, as time went on, I was like, wow, this is like pretty cool. Um, you know, I like Adidas, been wearing Adidas forever, you know, good vibes, three stripe life. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, and I also bought like, so uh, aside, another side story, but like Adidas gave us $200 gift cards every time I went to nationals. And we went to nationals quite often, you know, shout out cross country team. 
And uh, the amount of like street, like sneakers, clothes I have from Adidas, I was like, I can't just lose my whole wardrobe here, guys, okay? All the clothes that I like that aren't like, you know, yeah. literally just like non, like super non-running clothes yeah. are Adidas. <laughs> I literally have a leather jacket that I got I mean, it's fake, but like, you know what I mean? Anyways, I so. gift cards. Oh, the gift cards, you know. Ah, Adidas for that. That was super nice. I mean, I always get shoes too. So it's just like a absurd amount of ultra boost by the time I left college. Um, and so, yeah. And then they invited me to come visit and came visit, met all of you guys. And I was equally impressed by just like the manner you guys hold yourselves and the team culture and um just like the lifestyle you guys have out here too I was like this is something I could definitely get into be a part of and you know going back to that like it just kind of goes back to this core of like work hard have fun working hard can also be really really fun it's not always fun obviously but um and you know finding this balance of like really wanting to do really big things anyways and then it took a little bit of time we I was like at this point I was like I honestly feel like this is like the best place for me um, place-wise, like coaching-wise, I just feel like the people, as I did in college, it's like, I just, I want to be around good people. And for me, I was like, okay, this is how I feel about Tin Man. Um, and then kind of once I make that decision mentally, it was like hard for me to get out of it. I was like, I, th this is where I want to be. Um, and then it did take a while because we didn't really want to start a women's team with just one woman. I was like, I don't really want that either, know, you that know. Was so. like, that was, uh... I remember, um, I remember you posted uh, oh, on Instagram. The savvy post. Like it was, it was about like how like you're you're in limbo and you were in Flagstaff training and stuff. And I remember like um, Max and I had Max and I were like like had like a me like our Monday media meetings. Um, and like we Max was like, did you see Samantha's post? And I was like, no, I didn't see it yet. And she and, and we like read it and we and we both were just like, damn it, like. Fuck! Like this sucks so bad because like we also wanted you to join so badly, and we wanted you to like be a cornerstone like of our women's team like for the years to come. Uh, but it was that thing where like the coaches um, drew the line in the sand so hard, where it was like we aren't going to start a women's team unless we have two women at least. Oh, for sure. So that they have training partners and everything like. With like with Tori, it was too. so hard, you know, like just having her train alone and everything. Um, and Tori was amazing, um, but it was just so tough for them to just have the one girl, you know. So no, and I support that fully. I also like at, at some point, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Like by October, I was like, just sign me up. Yeah. Like okay, <laughs> let's just. I don't know. And like yeah. at one point, actually, I think it was in November. I was like. At this point, I cannot just live in my friend's house anymore. I mean, I was paying rent. Like, it's not like I was like, yeah. you know, trespassing, I guess. But like, uh, I was like, I need to be settled. Like, I just can't stay in Raleigh anymore. Like, yeah. I love it. It's very comfortable. It's very yeah. safe. And everyone's very supportive. But I can't stay here anymore. I want to live in Colorado. I've wanted to live in Colorado since I was like 16 years old. Like, it's happening. And so I basically started making plans to move out here. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be on the team, this, that, or the other, or whatever. And I was looking at other options, too. But I was just like so drawn to living here. And. Um, you know, I just feel excited to run in a place like Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, not, not that I didn't Raleigh, but it's just like, so it's just so fun. Like yeah, all totally. these trails and you, and you have places. like what you just said, um, is like the core of like how Tin Man Elite was built. And it was built off of like, like there's, there's no, there's nothing that you're going to get here other, you know, obviously like coaching Adidas, you know, there's some glitz and glamour for sure. But like, um, 
there were so many people like Joey, myself, Reed, you know, that all basically took the chance, you know, yeah. to basically say like, this is the right place for me and I'm just going to figure it out. And I'm just going to pack my bags. I'm going to go and I'm going to figure it out. And like, um, for you to have that spirit, you know, like is, is just everyone on the team is going to listen to this, you know? And like, I know like Joey always preaches that with like anyone we're recruiting is like, we want people that just so, that just want to be here. You know, that is number one, you know, and to you to say this story out loud again, you know, from your point of view is like incredibly invigorating for me. And like, it, it, like, uh, it, like it really does like I'm not gonna cry but like it, ma- it really it really really does make me so emotional because like my dream with Tim Manalate was always to um, and for all of us like for Drew Reed and I like all the founding members like you know it was to create like an opportunity like for people to continue running that like actually just genuinely just wanted to like do something exciting for the sport and to be a part of something and like um yeah, it's super, super inspiring. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you guys, I mean, I coming here and seeing you guys have that was like a huge thing for me too. I was like, people want to be here and want to be doing this. And like, it's not just the times, it's not just the like success, all the stuff on, you know, world athletics, whatever. Like, cause yeah. that's, that's, that's just only part of it. And it's yeah. like, if that's all that you're doing the running, cause that was also a moment for me too, where I was like, I want to keep running, but I want to be somewhere that I'm really happy. And I'm really excited to be there. And like, I don't want to just move. Like, it was hard. In my recruiting process, I was very much like, I want to live a handful of places. And like, I remember multiple agents were like, you need to like broaden your options. (laughs) They're like, you need to consider other things. And I was like, but like, I'll be honest with you. Like, there's so much outside of like the racing or all this stuff. And like, I mean, I'm so like, no regrets joining Tin Man, obviously. But like, I was like, I want to be, there's only a couple places I want to be. And I don't want to do this pro running thing if it's not like I'm not like so excited about it because like mm. there's so many there's like the whole have you heard of like the fig tree quote maybe uh, basically it's like there's a, a bunch of different figs and like you have different lives on each of them like I, I have, have, yes, I have yeah yeah yes, so I it's have. like and I think that gets a little gets a little weird people take it as like a almost like a bad thing yeah. where I just like I think to myself like I could be living in Manhattan doing that whole thing and doing yeah. like business stuff I could be living in Seattle and like doing this other thing. I could be living in Europe doing this whole other life. But I was like, if I'm going to be doing like professional running or just running at like a next level, I want it to be some like just super exciting and like with a great group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like definitely like here or just, I don't want to just be alone too. Like, oh my gosh, you just want to be training by yourself all the time. Like that just takes out so much of it. So yeah. Anyways, you guys definitely brought that for me too. So oh, appreciate it. Um, all right. Um, I have so many questions in here that I want to keep asking you, um, but we're just going to have to do a second podcast at some point. Um, we're going to jump into some mailbag questions here um, that people asked. Um, we'll go through some of these quickly. Um <laughs> Uh, you can answer these as fast or, sh- and if you want to expand on them, um, by all means, um, okay. Teague's, um, Teague loves, uh, <laughs> asked, what's your favorite song? Oh, um, so my favorite artist is Lana Del Rey. Nice. My favorite song is a 
deep, deep cut. And I, I usually am kind of private about this, but I'll be honest for the podcast just for you. <laughs> it's this deep cut song. Uh, it's called Eleventh Dimension by uh, Julian Casablancas. I'm a big Strokes fan. Nice. Um, I know the discography, like back of hand. Same with Lana. Those are my yeah. two. So nice. That is, but I think Tegan was looking for Lana. Song. She's also a like really big fan. I feel like that's a very hard question. So I'm very impressed. Right? I'm very impressed by the answer. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I would say for my favorite song. I've definitely listened to um, this song, Revo Fev. Uh, I think that's how you say it, by Kid Cudi the most. Like, uh, whenever I was, like, stressed in college, I would play that. Really? So, as embarrassing, maybe that would be. But... I feel like it's, it's almost better to have, like, a favorite song of your era at yeah. different, like, times in your life, yeah. right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That'd be I so cool songs, to, like, pull together. Like, uh, like Doses and Mimosas uh, by Cherubs. Oh, like, my gosh. Like, the song of college for me. Uh, that's amazing play it at every party like yeah uh what is some advice uh currently you would give to your past self um regarding running andrew asked this regarding running so let's let's phrase this as like um advice to your younger self okay well i don't have many regrets which i'm proud like I, i feel like i've been trying to live that way most of my life um I mean, there's little things here and there, of course, but mm-hmm. I feel like everything's just a journey, right? Um, try to take things in stride. But, um, hmm, I guess in terms of running, I guess just like having, like, I've always done better when I have less expectations. Um, and like, that's when I've run my best. So definitely in running for sure. Um, I think I, I came into college very naive, um, like per, in my personal life. And like kind of let people walk all over me a little bit. Mm. And that's a huge regret, like people pleasing kind of stuff. So and that bled into running as well. Um, But just kind of like standing my own. I think it's really easy to do that in college. Oh, for whatever reason. I think it's very easy. You're just a freshman. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. People pleasing is um, for sure. Um, um, Preston asked, what is it going to take um, for her to agree to go on a date with me? <laughs> um well considering we live in different states uh but you know i really appreciate all of the colorado recommendations preston there you go <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> no, I, I love all my flagstaff people i had a yeah. great time it was funny little tidbit everyone was trying to convince me to move to flag at that point i was like i'm so sorry yeah. but um but i'll come visit don't worry Got there you it. go there you go that's the point um Favorite workout or track memory from Jackson? Track memory. Um, favorite workout. Okay, we did this one workout, which has like now become iconic. Um, a while ago, and it was literally the day that I gave my oral defense for my graduate school program. Yeah. And I was late and had to do the workout myself. No. Um, which was pretty funny, <laughs> but I was on a high because I had just like passed graduate oh, totally. school. So I leaving, was like, leaving like a test in college, like you're just like it's it's like the greatest adrenaline rush ever. Oh, absolutely! I was like, I'm about to do this hard workout, like a very hard workout, but I'm just on a high, like nothing could phase me now. Um, but we ran, we started the workout with a. 60 second 400 and people are trying to go under 60 yeah obviously of course. runner point, runner duh. um and then you had to do a whole Curses. workout afterwards that was like 400s and you're basically having to deal with like a bunch of lactate you know mm-hmm. um that was the whole point and it's funny because like the workout actually got easier over time as your body actually processed it but the first reps after that were tough but i ran i ran 60 on the dot by myself nice. so it is what it is so that was super fun um 
when I was in high school, we used to do like three by 500 or five by 300 to like as like a 1500 and you do it like race pace, like not totally race pace, but like, and that was just super fun. I love just doing some like shorter reps. Nice. Um, but you know, finishing is, there's nothing like finishing a six mile tempo too and doing well. So that's like, yeah, really for sure. But anyways, go on. Um, I'm trying to filter some of these. Uh, <laughs> um, What's um what's your race day routine? Okay. Um tell your fans about your pre-race kombucha. Oh, I'm spooky. Oh my gosh, yes, I do love pre-race kombucha and that's been kind of controversial on my college team. They're like the the bubbles and I was like, okay. <laughs> um but so you I, do kombucha pre-race? Um not like I'll have it like within 24 hours. Okay. You know, settles so the like stomach a bit. Yeah, maybe if I like evening race or like dinner or like, uh, you know, after dinner or like before dinner, if I have like a morning race, um, don't always have kombucha, but it is tasty. I love having some like some kind of drinky drink, I guess, you know, and that one's a good one. Um, What else? I have like, I love getting Asian food, like chicken, rice and stuff the night before, before race. And I'm kind of notorious now for eating like the weirdest stuff because I had, I had some like kind of serious gut issues when I was in college. So it was like only some things would like I'd be able to handle and then frankly like I think I was just like stressed out with racing so much when I was younger that like no matter what excuse me I would just it would just be shitty um like my stomach would at least but I went through yeah these phases where I had to have like just like Asian chicken and rice and they would bring it to no the way. dinners that we'd have across country <laughs> oh my I like wouldn't eat Italian food I just like <laughs> couldn't do it and then now I, I'll eat anything pretty much yeah. um but uh pre-race itself i definitely love to like have a lot of snacks beforehand cookies that's a big one love a good cookie or any kind of run or race that's that's uh, that's like drew's big thing is like eat the cookie eat the cookie enjoy yourself and eat the cookie Um, like you need the sugar you know absolutely night before a good cat or some like candy you know you got to calm yourself down a little bit like it's not it's not gonna kill you (laughs) there's a I've had some pretty like weird roommates like in my professional running career now and like there would be people that would get so stressed out before races that they would like they'd get like pretty drunk before races. Oh my like, god. They'd have like, you know, a good amount of beers at dinner. And I'm just like, bro, what? Like it's crazy. Like if you're this toxic to like yourself that you need to like inebriate yourself before a race, like just to sleep, like uh I probably shouldn't do it. Or if you're <laughs> only eating like peanut butter. For the last oh, 24 totally. hours oh totally oh like, totally no it's crazy it's will. crazy how like you can on like a workout day or something you can just eat so nonchalantly or something and then all of a sudden like the day of the race you can switch it all up you know it's so funny i actually like that really changed everything for me when i was like i can eat so much and work out so well yeah. or my like you know something could be bothering me and i can still have a fantastic workout yeah. like why is that not my mindset going totally. into races like of course i don't want to like screw myself over and eat something that like i know is going to bother me or something yeah. like that but like we're putting so much stock into it yeah and it's like you do it twice a week yeah almost every week yeah i know i know everyone's different and i don't want to give like very bad advice right now but like i eat probably more on race days than i do like any other day uh just because like i don't like my greatest fear for a race is like just being under fueled and like feeling like shit because i didn't have enough sugars or anything like that oh totally or just like yeah like kind of like the eyes rolling behind your head type of thing like i'm experienced it a few times just from yeah eating toast and peanut butter all day and being like why did i feel so bad it's like well you didn't get any proteins or complex carbs or sugars or like you need everything you know so um all right um 
All right, a lot of these are like Raleigh questions, which I'm going to get into in a second. Uh, so I think we can move ahead to um, the next segment I have. Okay. Is uh, sorry, I just don't want to miss. Okay. All right. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the questions we actually covered in the podcast, like okay. naturally, which is great. Um, all right. So I'm calling this next segment um, Raleigh's best, uh, and I'm just gonna say different things and you just have to rattle off like what's the best of raleigh and um, some of them are open-ended questions some of them are like this or that okay sounds good all right you ready yeah all right coffee shop chubala chubala it's it's cup of joe no. for those listening um, it's cadge i have just have to say this real quick there was a whole thing um this past couple years about are you a biscuit person or are you like a basketball oh, I should have person? Had this on here. Um, and basically the I think is like, are you the kind of person that's gonna like look cute and sit in a coffee shop <laughs> and have your little biscuit? Or are you yeah. the kind of person who wants to play like pickup basketball? Okay. And there was quite a divide on the team. And the pe- the basketball people were most of the Cup of Joe people. So there was also a divide there. And then okay. I was I was working very hard to yeah. like, pull people into Jubala yeah. vibe because some of them have hadn't even had it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, you can't really make a decision. Yeah, I haven't had both. Anyways. Yeah, I remember Jubala. Jubala opened like uh, I think my junior or senior year, so I was already like a Cup of Joe loyalist at that point, and I did like ninety percent of my studying in Cup of Joe. Uh, so I have to give it the tilt. All right, uh, Mediterranean food. There's only one right answer here. Jasmine. Jasmine's correct. Absolutely. Jasmine's it's like correct. three locations. How could you miss it? <laughs> um man we ate jasmine so much in college uh ridiculous all right uh bar um well it's actually kind of hard i mean probably like the beer garden like beer garden beer garden yeah Walk in. uh i have east village but oh, okay. it closed uh it was just on dixie trail so that's where we always went that, that was pretty sad i i feel like none of the glenwood like actual like going out spots really ever like yeah, I don't know. I had like yeah. negatives about all of them. For sure. Say, but for your sure. journey is just so pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, post long run brunch. Okay. There's or just let me say food. Post long run food. Because mine is not really a brunch spot. Okay. Um, there's this New York bagel place that I think is more oh, of a resource addition to the team. Okay. And they have like pork roll. They have like everything. They have like egg, egg everything bagels and stuff like that. And that one's become like a pretty big spot. It's also like on the way back from tobacco, so it's like yeah. very convenient as well. Let's see. Yes. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I had clues. Oh. Did you guys ever go to clues? No, I, I literally have never heard of them. Oh, heartbreaking! <laughs> heartbreaking. You need to put clues, this part on social clues media so people was like, know about it. Yeah, exactly. Clues was this old Raleigh place, like across from Avon Ferry. Uh, that it was just like hot dogs, Are you and sure, it's ha- still open? hamburgers and stuff. I would be pretty upset if it's closed because this was know. like a long, long-standing thing. Time and even Siri shopping, whatever. Okay. It was. It was like. I have to look it up. Wow, this is gonna be really sad if it's gone. Yeah, like they, uh, the owner like knew uh, Geiger really well, and he would always like hook us up with like free food, and uh, he would always be so excited when we all came in after like a long. And he'd be like, "How many, how many miles you guys all run today?" Um, oh no, I missed that one. Yeah, um, burritos. Burritos. I don't think I really had a burrito spot. Is there? So I actually. What's had the to, correct answer? I actually the correct answer is El Toro, and. <laughs> 
that was a place that Luis Vargas uh, showed us my senior year. Right. And some, yeah, best burrito I've ever had still to this I day. I think like Baja Burritos, which is the one across from uh-huh. Barrio too. That's yeah. the place to go to yeah. My parents used to go there. That one. Max, yeah. They used to go to Baja. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Um, wait, did your parents go to NC State? They went to NC State when Lori was at NC State. No But way. they had no idea like about the cross country track field, wow. everything team. And most of my kind of family has too. Wait, that's Which so cool. Yeah. Go Dang. Back. Wow. They were all really just is. like the, them coming to like ACCs at Raleigh was like, yeah. so special. Yeah. To have them all there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Very sick. Um, Southern cuisine. I guess like North Carolina cuisine. I mean, there's just so many good spots here, but um, I mean, just generally the grits there. I love grits. So I guess I didn't realize these are all just like food places for Raleigh. Like, there's <laughs> yeah, not so really much like. <laughs> I said the pit. Did you guys ever go to the pit? No, not really. I I um like completely blanking now on all of my my like southern food spots, but um there was there was quite a few that we would go to. I'm like yeah, I can't remember the one. Yeah. I can't remember right now. No but, uh all right, like, next one. Um K Day or Christmas party or golf. I put three in here. You have to pick one. Oh. One of the big three. <laughs> what a tricky question. Um, I feel like Christmas party is just the most iconic, though. Yeah, it's the most crazy iconic. <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, you don't have to say much about it, but how much have you talked about the Christmas party on a podcast? I'm open air. Never, never. I, this is the first time anyone's ever heard about the insane Christmas party. Ooh, okay. We didn't make it like uh, in years like two. I don't know. Like, um, we had like a good streak of like the cops coming. Like. I think it was three years in a row. Um, wow, and uh, yeah, the, it just uh, it just got out of hand with us. Just like we would just make flyers and hand them out uh, in case like too many people. And uh, it would just get out of hand, and there'd just be way too many people in the streets. Uh, so maybe it's for the best. I got toned down a little bit. I mean, when I was there, we still had like we're fighting like the Summers and yeah. a bunch of other teams to go, but yeah. COVID kind of messed with it a little bit. For sure, obviously. I was always terrified that like uh, that like the living room it was gonna like cave in into the basement oh, for like some like scared. nightmare fuel that. because like it was such Possibly. an it was such an old house that like yeah, and there it would be like people just... people on the roof that would just like be smoking or you know doing yeah. God knows what, and uh, just I was always terrified. I wish I could add happening. more content to this, but there's just so many like yeah. I can't say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you guys still did golf, right? Yeah, yeah. It kind of can like I feel like with some of like the like serious races later on. For sure. But I went, especially when I was younger, and it was definitely quite, yeah. quite a time. Yeah. So uh, Matt Sonnefeld and I came up with golf. Uh, we were like. We need like a part, like a good party to have in the spring. Like we have like Christmas party, we have K Day, like we have like good fall parties, but nothing in the spring. Uh, so we came up with the idea for those listening. Basically, it was um, every single house would have a different drink, and uh, or what? Four houses. Four houses, uh, and each uh, house would have a different drink, and you basically go to the house and you drink the different drinks, and there was a drinking. Uh, a very aggressive drinking component involved with it. Uh, I'm not going to go into it, but um, 
a lot of fun. Everyone dressed up in golf outfits and everything and uh, competed to see who had the lowest score. That I didn't too, is I am freaking college when I committed and you were like waiting to come. I guess yeah. I like senior year, I saw the globe photos. So I followed everybody yeah. did that. <laughs> Truly, to like bottom my soul was like, wow, they have like a thing for playing golf. And I thought, That's really interesting. Yeah. I don't know how much I'm going to do that. Yeah. But like, they had like a whole event where they like get dressed up and like yeah. playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> Are we good? Are we good, Tyler? Keep going. Uh, I'm you're good. Okay. All right. Uh, I am or Dorothy Dix. Um, Intermural Fields or Dorothy Dix. So part. So much pain. <laughs> um, probably like. I'll say I'm gonna be controversial. I'll say Dorothy Dix. Nice. I have some like pretty good memories, even though it it's like objectively the worst place it is to work. It is out. Objectively the worst place. Absolutely the worst place. <laughs> but um, I've had some fun times there without you know not breaking my ankle. Thank God. Yeah, so. Dorothy Dix is a good cross country secret uh, for NC State. Um, tobacco or Olmstead? Um, probably Olmstead. I had this routine where I go every Wednesday morning when no one was there. Nice. And it was incredibly peaceful. Yeah. But obviously, that is the harder. Take as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm upset too. One time, uh, me, Craig, and uh, Rope, who were like the three guys in my freshman class, decided to uh, that it was going to be a brilliant idea for us to like camp, uh, you know, like where where we like always did warm up and everything. Uh, and so we 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 wouldn't even have to wake up. You know what I mean? Like we'd already be there. And so like we like camped overnight. It was like an in awful night. Off the, in Crabtree. In Crabtree. And, um, or sorry, no, not Crabtree. No, I'd like the NC State, like, yeah, yeah. like, ag department, like, place. It's uh, a harder place to run it from, too. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, we just had all night of sleep, and I, like, yeah, I remember Seton and Lori and guy, you're pulling up in the white vans and being like, you guys are idiots. Like, you guys are the first and hopefully last people to ever do this. Uh, <laughs> I cannot imagine what Seton said. Yeah. Uh, Seton gave, gave, like, me and Craig, like, such a long rope in college, like, I don't know why, and like Geiger had like seen it all, so like he always like let stuff slide, but we definitely, uh, they were too easy on us for sure. Uh, but I love them for that. Uh, UNC or Duke? Uh, like there's no context to that question. We <laughs> go to Hell Carolina, so Duke every day. There you go. There you, go. There, you go. there you go. I was looking for neither, but yeah, that works. Neither is <laughs> the most correct answer, but maybe. All right. Um, Bojangles or cookout? Cookout, easy. Cookout, what's what's cookout order? Okay, I get a um, barbecue chicken sandwich with pickles. It's the grilled chicken. Um, okay. I get chicken nuggets, and I get Cajun fries, cookout sauce, yeah. huge thing. I uh, almost always forget to get it, but you yeah. cannot eat the food without a cookout yeah. sauce. Um, and then potentially like a Oreo mint milkshake. Nice, nice. Um, I, uh, there is this, one time where we were there and I like heard the lady in the back and I was like very inebriated. Uh, really? As most people are when they go to cookout. <laughs> um, but uh, I like heard the lady in the back with like someone that ordered right in front of me and the lady was like, yo, I need to get a tray tray pot pot. And uh, I thought it was like the funniest thing that she said, like tray tray pot pot. Like I was like, I have no idea what that means. Uh, and I like went up to the counter and I was like, yeah, I want, I want tray tray pot pot. And I just did that every single time. And it was like a tray with like chicken tenders and like double hush puppies. Like that's what a tray tray pot pot was. 
Uh, so I got that every single time just so I could say trade trade cup uh, incredible. <laughs> and I'll get a Heath, Heath bar milk shake uh, oh, that's nice one time I went and it was during a hurricane and I just really want to cook out I wasn't yeah. even drunk I just yeah. cook out and they were like what the hell are you doing here like please go home yeah <laughs> there was also people there I'm not the only one oh there. yeah NC State students are weird about cook out oh my gosh that's <laughs> culture it really is. Uh, Patrick Sheehan, it cook out so much. Um, all right. Uh, all right, we're going to finish up with uh, these last two uh, finish. So this is just like a also very NC State related, actually very NC State related. Uh, finish the sentence. Um, the strength of the... Wolf is the pack and strength the pack is the wolf. Oh, whole thing i didn't even need the whole thing i mean it's a what's like basically one word yeah it is it is it's not even a it is a full word um a hand behind her back we can take on all the rest um oh um, my parents are gonna kill me um you're starting the song though i know i want it to be hard do you want to just do the little song? Can you do the little song? We're the red and white of the state, and we know we are the best. Head behind the back, you can take on all the rest. Go to Hill, Carolina, double six, stand in line, and Francis State, go state. I won't sing it again. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, that was tricky there. I thought you were going to have to sing it to do it. Like, I, I wouldn't have to sing it to respect. If you had started with Go to Hell, Carolina, I could have done it from there. For That's sure. my favorite line. But, um, anyways. Geigers. Geigers, uh. We changed the group chat so we. This is open. There's no right answer. This is. There's no right answer to these ones. Um. I remember an early group chat, so it's like that, but I can't remember what it just sound loudly. Guy, just you can anything. Uh, Geigers. Geigers, um, wolf pack. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was going for Geigers army. Oh yes. That's, that's a was that was that still a thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was like remembering it vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't. Lori Hennis is. Um. Jeez. <laughs> oh. Just open it. There's no right answer. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I was just going. We had like we had that minute there where we were like farmers. So it was like Lori's farmers or something. Nice. Like I was just going for Lori Hannes is the greatest of all time. Oh, uh, well, you yes. go. But uh, seventeen. Oh, I'll help you. Seventeen Dixie. Oh, I'm trying. <laughs> college. This is a hard one. Um. It was at a college beverage. Oh, college beverage. Okay. I was thinking of the Geiger head on the, the, um, the college. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, stolen yeah. by the wrestlers. Yeah, no, yeah. That was, that was a good uh, Christmas edition we made that year. Um, think and do. Nice. Um, all right. Last question uh, that I'd like to finish off with is uh, Mount Rushmore of people that you've raced against. Does it have to be the four fastest people? It could just be um, people that have been the biggest influence on you or anyone that you really looked up to or anything that you think that their face should be cemented on a wall forever in your end if you were the maker of the Mount Rushmore. Pressure. It's funny because I actually, because this has been asked a couple times now i like i had 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 like heads up on it yeah. but it was still so hard it is to hard. pick like you know of course you're gonna pick some of the fastest people you ever like 
had went on the starting line with, but also just like the most influential. And I think I'll go with like kind of like the easiest one, which is like the one of the fastest I've ever lined up to was a thing Mu, who actually she nice. was we I never actually met her. I haven't I actually haven't either, but I've raced her or been at competition with her sometime in high school because mm-hmm. she was in Jersey, I was in Pennsylvania, and oh, nice. we would do occasionally the same races together. Um, but anyways, that's like definitely one of the fastest people I've lined up next to. Um, and then I think for the rest, it'd have to be um, like Chrissy Gear. Nice. Ellie. She was on Katie's also. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love Chrissy as a person, but just a really inspiring yeah. runner, racer, and I just love her as a person. Was yeah. Like, that was so cool watching her win steeple this past oh, year. That was the most exciting thing ever. Yeah. Like, just like people that you like want to root for. Totally. And I think everyone kind of felt that. You know, it was like you, you wanted to root for her. For oh, sure. absolutely. And it's like, you meet some of those people and they're like obvious. Like there's so many of my friends that like I'm like want to root for, mm-hmm. and then you meet someone like special that you just like you just feel kind of like this like. I don't know Chrissy and I've never really met her, but I definitely feel like she is very true to herself, and I can Absolutely. appreciate that so much. Um, I appreciate the way that she just like doesn't really accept anything that isn't herself either. Uh, nice. Like wow, it's inspiring. Just mm-hmm. many levels, not just running ways of like yeah. you are gonna be yourself no matter what. And then you also remember the fast. Yeah, so, like that's so cool. Um, and you have this crazy kick. That's yeah. incredibly dangerous. Anyone yeah. has a steeplechase or any other event. But anyways, yeah. um, love Chrissy. Um, and got race her most of my culture career. So the, the last three of people I've just been racing mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, definitely Caitlin. I mean, just like, you know, great person. That's like the biggest teammate ever. And that was just so inspiring to me. And there's so many people I can think of my team that are that way as well. So oh, not yeah. just her, but just mm-hmm. like, you know, her talent is, you know, her, the way that she's handled so much pressure and so much throughout her college career, just very inspiring for me. And, um, you know, always an honor to work out with her. She's so fun. Mm-hmm. And she's the kind of person she can talk about. We'll be talking about something really random before a race. Just like, you know, not all about running either, which I always appreciate too. Yeah. Um, and there's so many of my teammates like that who are just like teammate first, who would just like, you know, die for you basically. And like, you know, anytime you succeed, they are just so happy. And you're so happy for them. That's just like pretty beautiful. And then mm-hmm. Ellie, for sure. I mean, I came on the team with her and like, I feel like so much that I learned about myself or about running was from her. I think one of the biggest things too is she very early on was like, you can do these things. And I just having someone tell you that was like, wow, okay. I can't do this thing. Like reframing my expectations of like what I want to go after. Yeah. Um, and like how I want to be a good teammate and like have this like team culture. Yeah. Um, she probably read it on like the tarot cards. Oh, yeah. We did tell She saw in the she saw she the got stars me into or something. like astrology, you know, <laughs> all the things. This isn't like you know you know borderline negative things. Yeah. But oh no, no, all of the best. And like I, I really appreciate like our time spent together. And there's so many other teammates that I just think of that are like yeah. Gosh, like usually if we watch, I think of Hannah. I think of Kelsey. I think Brooke and like all these other people and um, you know Mariah as like mm-hmm. kind of like sort of just yeah. Anyways, can I go on? Yeah, on? yeah. Four spots. I was um, I wanted to ask you during the podcast, but like was um, and I guess you probably just answered it with like Ellie and Caitlin, like um, and Coach Hannes, but like who were the biggest influences on you, um, like in your life? In my life. Yeah. Oh wow. You asked this question a lot. <laughs> You know what? We have to end this. We have to end this podcast. We'll we'll save that question for next time. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of content, I guess. Yeah, you know we did. We did. We did go way over. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, uh, Savannah. That was amazing. Uh, I'm sure your stories are going to touch so many people. Uh, super inspiring. I enjoyed it so much, and Me I can't too. wait to chat with you again. If you are still listening. <laughs> 
Thank you so much, you're a real one. Thank you. Um, please like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, go Pat. Go. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs>